And we're back. Welcome to the Practice Makes Perfect podcast here. It's your host, your favorite Fortnite commentator, Monster Deface, in the building right now, getting after it. Um, before I introduce the other boys coming back on the mic today, just want to apologize to our listeners who downloaded the last episode a little late. But hey, you guys get the full circle uh, story and we get to close out on today's episode four, episode four. But that's why you come through, you tune in live to Twitch TV forward slash practice server. But now we get to introduce the one and only, the guy himself, the life at W Key. What's up, John? Yo, let's go. It's a lifestyle, W Key. It's not a strategy. It's the only way to live your life. It's not even a strategy anymore. That, that's out the window. All right. And then, of course, DJ, the man with the big plans. What's up, baby? What's good? How's everybody doing tonight? Big chilling before grand finals this weekend. Just uh, staying low, staying cool, calm, and collective, and uh, seeing how this weekend plays out. That's, Not only that, right. if you guys want to hear the, the new music, DJ is, is constantly dropping on the channel. That's another thing y'all are missing out on. Get to the live stream a little early. We, we play some dope tunes in here, and uh, I think I think he's committing a fresh episode of, of Montas right now. Something yeah, like that. So. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see you guys heard it here first. We're going to do uh, every fourth episode is going to be a new... Uh, new little a tune. New, a new little tune for y'all, so we'll keep yeah. it coming through monthly. And not only that, though, we we actually haven't been thrown on like any kind of intro or audio like on the on the music tip to the audio episodes. But, you know, we'll we'll find which one we we like the most and we'll probably tack it on as like our outro song or maybe a little intro song. Be really cool to lean into. I Uh, like it. But that's future developments for the quality of the podcast here. Um, Let's get it. Let's get into it. You you guys already know this. This this podcast is all about what's going down in esports, what's happening um crazy development i'd say this last week or so by the time y'all are dropping this probably or or listen to this probably already have seen um a lot of what has unfolded i'd say post this first topic which is artesian builds uh hosting fake giveaways if you will or how how do we want to even platform this up john you want to kind of take a little stab at it yeah i mean like it's uh social media snobbery it's uh it's uh it's a fake generosity flipping around on someone's head, but then it always comes back to bite you in this. Uh, can we get karma in the chat, in the comments? You know, kind of feels like it. <laughs> you don't got a yes. big enough platform. Well, how about your platform being in question now? Like that's essentially what happened. So on a live stream, the best I know, y'all, y'all fill in the blanks for me. But are the owner, CEO, founder of Artisan Builds, I don't know his name, but uh, everyone else should at this point basically had lined someone up to win a giveaway and live broke down to that person in front of others how they didn't have a big enough platform to receive the giveaway and then rescinded it and since many ambassadors uh, who are content creators that work with their brand have pulled out their support it's been a massive fallout for real massive but but and, and let's take a step back here let's just think about you know just just how deceiving this is for anyone Right, kind of, kind of jumping in, retweeting, sharing his posts. Right, you get all of this um, benefit from having people share what should be a very, you know, generous gesture from from the company, from the brand to give something back to their community. Instead, the real, um, you know, uh, I guess motive behind it, right, was self centered. It was um, very much, you know, driven for their own benefit. So that they can get more following, so that they can look good in the public perception, um, all the while deceiving people, right? All the while, quite literally, not giving the prizes won to people that didn't, quote unquote, have clout, have following, have a lot of viewers. Like this is probably one of the, one of the nastiest things we've seen, like in in the space. Um, and it wouldn't surprise me that this happens, you know, behind closed doors. This guy was just dumb enough to be live DJ while he was doing this. And I don't know, like, what in his, his right mind made him think that it was okay to, you know, basically put this person on blast live on Twitch. Man, I, I can't believe it. So for the people who, who don't know Artesian Builds, they make custom PCs and they stream daily on Twitch as they put the rigs together. Um, they offer discounts and PC upgrades to viewers and give away pre free PCs to ambassadors every month. Um, ambassadors for them are pretty much affiliate content creators uh, who refer Artesian Build PCs to viewers, and in turn, they'll receive a percentage um, of every sale. Uh, to be an ambassador, all you have to do is, um, well, I say all you have to do, but at least one of these things. So you must have stream uh, 40 hours per month 
have 50,000 TikTok followers or uh, 1,500 subscribers on YouTube. So pretty much, yeah, go ahead. I'll let you take it on from there. But I, what I was going to say was the person that, um, you know, won the giveaway, essentially, to even reach the ambassador, you know, approval, you kind of have to have those prerequisites. And they had right. whatever it was to get past that that initial kind of gate there. Um, this kind of just, like I said, opens up this conversation of, you know, esports and, and people hosting fake giveaways. It kind of takes me down this other rabbit hole of how the NFT community quite literally Fortnite pros, like tons of Fortnite pros lost their verifications on Twitter due to hosting fake giveaways, due to these these false promotions and what are honestly scams. I'm even surprised that Artesian Bill still has a social platform that people didn't think to just mass report them for the um, faking of giveaways. And there's quite literal proof on Twitch. I'm surprised he even has a Twitch channel still up because all of that directly conflicts with the, the terms of services. You cannot host fake giveaways or, you know, basically do fake promotions at all um and if you do obviously you know there's there's consequences and all these platforms have it so i'm more surprised that he's even he has legs to stand on right now yeah, yeah that is very true i'll let you take it john but no go I, baby you on one I, no 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 it's just it's interesting to see that you know these people uh who in you know would say or like cancel culture have not canceled this guy because this <laughs> is just full-on scam and you know it's 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 very clear to see because of how he presented it um, on the Artesian Builds Twitch, like that video that you just showed. It's just it's just full exposure, and it's man, the, the culture is gonna. I'm, I'm surprised culture didn't come through quick and shut him down. Well, I will say like I feel like, however, though there have been like a lot of people like pulling their support, including mm -hmm. some employees, and I feel like I mean, not that this is always a podcast about like everything in culture but like i will say that the problem with cancel culture sometimes is that it tries to like cancel people in like an, an emotional like beliefs way when i'm like at the end of the day if they suck if they're bad then just don't support like and just don't support their business that's the best way to like shut someone down if their product is bad and so we even have we even have um shogun luna is that correct monster this is somebody who was have been associated and then now uh on staff and has has pulled out. We got a tweet if we want to run it. Yeah, definitely. This is this is someone who is I'd say you know pretty respectable uh, respectable in, in as far as the seed goes inside this company. And you know his role at the company was um, pretty pivotal, right? He he kind of ran a lot of the high level stuff over uh, with the with the computer builds and whatnot. Um, what kind of brings this full circle though is this this person uh, Shogun Luna, and I'm just going by their online alias. They actually used to work for a competitor who is Power GPU. Um, way back when Power GPU was a very, very small custom, you know, PC building company. I um, mean, I'm good friends with, um, you know, Power GPU and, and everyone over uh, at that company and, and that brand um, on a personal level. And he was very emotional. Um, he released a video just talking about like, dude, you know, way back when, um, you know, Artesian Builds came around, they offered you something that, you know, basically a, a salary and a, you know, a, a living, cost living that I could not afford. And I, I can very much um, relate to that in the sense that, you know, we had something similar happen, you know, we had to pretty much relinquish someone from our company. We couldn't pay that salary, right? You just let them go, let them grow. Um, and it's it's unfortunate. He was expressing his, his um I guess his, his, his sorry, yeah, he was sorry, right? He was yeah. very sorry that it happened to him, right. uh, but proud that Shogun was able to kind of step up and, and willing to walk away from this um, because, you know, he has a morals to stand on. Um, I'll, I'll leave it with this. I'm not one to like go crazy about cancel culture. Like, I kind of just honestly dislike the whole idea of like, oh, you know, don't like this. Let's all, you know, rally against them. But sometimes it makes sense. This is one of those situations where, dude, you cannot be doing this. Like, this is borderline illegal in a, in a way right i'm sure there's some kind of law that uh, you know is probably being broken here you know this is this is this is kind of stealing um, right. people's time and you know all that kind of stuff setting up these false hopes and whatnot so yeah and it's a good it's a good lesson of just like you can't just you can't just focus on what people do you've got to understand why they do it and even for all of us like some of these tactics of giveaways and like generosity like we've got to be careful like we've even seen content creators talk about like the complexity of how charity streams are oftentimes mm -hmm. some of their biggest streams. And there's even been critiques at times of people going, well, you're just doing that because it's a big stream for you. And at the end of the day, like, I, I think the proof is always in the pudding. 
And so it's like, man, this man just like put himself on the front page <laughs> of saying like, hey, this is obviously his intent. Like there's no questioning it because like out of, out of the overflow of his heart, you know, his, his mouth spoke. And so um, I just think for all of us, though, you know, we've got to think about um, we got to make sure we're keeping ourselves on track morally to just say, hey, if, if you're going to do a good thing, do it for to be a good thing. And if it, if it blesses you, then let it bless you. But don't be shady. Don't be shady. And, and honestly, that's one of the reasons, like, if you if you go through, you could go through all of my tweets. I think I have I could probably count the giveaways on one hand if I've ever done any, um, because I, I just don't really you know, believe in the the tactic of like, yeah, let's put up this, you know, false positive of like, oh, I'm doing something great. Let's, you know, air it for the world and follow me, by the way. Like I need to gain something from this because that's all it is. You're you're giving stuff away. You're buying followers. You're buying interaction. You're trying to buy a favoritism within a community. That's what that's what the hell these giveaway guys are doing. I don't care what you're uh, what you're trying to say it's for and right. how much you care. You don't know. At the end of the day, if you're a content creator and influencer, especially you're that's your that's the goal that's the motive that's why you accept these from companies that's why you do it um all the giveaways i've ever done was actually handcrafted you know, art pieces that i've done you know something that's a little cool to give back that personal touch um when a giveaway lacks personal touch that that's when you know like let, let's not let's not joke around here we we know what you're after especially your influencer you're trying to get that follower right you know, you're trying to get right, that right. following be be transparent about it nothing wrong with it just don't yeah. don't put up the you know the the fake smiles now you know yeah to cap off, um, our friend uh, Aaron Ashley had a great tweet right here. She said, affiliate discount programs aren't the problems. It's the predatory individuals behind them. Various companies use them paired with other benefits to support creators. But when there's a lack of transparency, that's the issue. And it's like, I thought she did a great job pointing out like, hey, it's not a, the problem isn't the practice. It's like, like the thing. It's just it's just the behind the scenes that's the hard issues. Great tweet, great take. Yeah, and Aaron has tons of great uh, takes, guys. If you guys want to check her out on Twitter, it's Aaron. Uh, what's that say? Aaron Simon. So yep. if you just Aaron go a. to Simon. Uh, yep. Aaron A. Simon, check out her Twitter. She does tons of also like podcasts, audio style listenings on Twitter. Um, you know that that's just a place to be. I know I know a lot of people actually don't have Twitter. I highly encourage you guys make like a gaming Twitter. I know right, it sounds yes. so stupid. Yes. Like just make a fake profile. Just follow along. Um, you'll it's so easy to pick up and and you'll just feel like you're in the loop, you're in the know if you follow the right people. And she's like one of the right people to follow. Me too. All right, check me out. No, but like seriously. Like, <laughs> uh there's a lot of great people that do awesome content. Um, and I guess that's a whole different conversation about how like there's tons of people that actually don't have a Twitter. You know, I guess yeah. joining a social platform is kind of intimidating, huh? Yeah, it feels like starting over. Like I just, I've just personally started uploading on TikTok for the first time, and it's like very overwhelming. And the reason why I didn't start uploading when it first came out is because it was overwhelming. But now here I am, three years later, and I'm still overwhelmed. So I might as well have been overwhelmed three years early. But you know, True. that's a life. That's a life lesson, y'all. Um. Well, hey. Um. Something. Uh. Something. Uh. I guess exciting, depending on who you are. Most people that would say that happened. Big game drop. Yeah, uh, last episode it was the game monster that you said you were most excited for. Mm. George R. R. Martin enters into the gaming industry, the famed legend of fantasy and fiction himself, interweaving his narrative and personal touch into a video game. You played the game though, monster. I haven't. How do you like it? Elden Ring, my guys. Awesome, awesome game. I'm loving it, but I'm also a huge fan of the Souls series. Like I beat all of the Dark Souls. Um one, two, and three. I don't want to say all. I did not beat Demon Souls. I played uh, Bloodborne and made it very far, but didn't have a console to finish it. Long story on that one. Uh, and then Sekiro and kind of the other um, recent, more recent Souls, I did not play at all. So I got some catching up to do, but Elden Ring, I did get to download. Super awesome game. Um, and it's very interesting in, in the sense that like when you watch other, there's a lot of streamers out there, like people that are deep into lore and kind of like, you know, into the story of the game. And what I found really cool was the fact that, like, dude, you could just tell that there's, like, a masterpiece. Just, like, this game right here is going to be one of those, I, I think, greats of, of the, our time um, because the story. And, and I guess that's George R.R. R. Martin's touch, right? Like, he wrote Game of Thrones. And I'm a big fan of Game of Thrones, so I'm biased. You know, he put dragons in this game. So, like, I'm, I'm all about, like, 
the crazy creatures and and the struggle that um is Elden Ring. Any of you guys get to play it yet? Oh my bad. DJ, you get to touch the game yet? No, I haven't got I haven't got to touch it yet, but I have heard a lot of good things about it. I've been kind of like looking in at it from a from like you know just like a third party perspective, and um, I think I I might have to give it a try. I I did, however, see there might have been a few issues. Did you run into any issues within the game when you first started playing? I would say I would say out the gate, the one major issue is definitely frame rate. Like frame rate out the gate. Like guys, I have a I have a pretty nice computer. I don't have a, a beastie PC over here in my in my like studio, but I have like a good computer. Um, and I had to turn down everything. My first boss fight was I ran in and then like huge frame skip, and then I got one shot it. Um, <laughs> so I was like, yeah, time to get off these high settings. It looks great when you're in the regular world exploring, but once like the boss loaded, that that just didn't work. <laughs> like many games, though. Um, I, I also wanted to jump on uh, Summit 1G is playing, and Summit is not one to really play like games like Souls games, and it, it's really cool to see that the Souls game Elden Ring, right, is appealing to this wider genre. It kind of hit, like, this whole different wave. Um, for the first time, it broke out of what was, like, an extreme niche, hardcore game. Um, but that's because I, I, it's, it could be George R.R. R. Martin's presence. It could right. be the open world uh, atmosphere. But what's really cool, and people like Summit are doing right now, they're enjoying the PvP element to it. Yeah. John, there's, like, this this head-to-head Here's Summit right here. For those of our audio listeners, remember, or our video listeners, if you're listening on the podcast, you can always join us live on twitch.tv forward slash practice server. And if you got a Twitter account, then you'll know when we're live. So they can, there's like an arena or like, how does it go? So the way Elden Ring works with PVP, you actually summon yourself into that person's world. So he's invading wherever they are in the world currently, like their general map area the map is huge so like you could choose where you want to battle and stuff so like right now for example see how he looks reds because he walked into this person's or summoned his way into this person's world this oh person is actually gosh. afk yeah the person is actually afk an... there oh my gosh yeah so right now it's just going down it's just going down that's another person that was so happened to be in that world honestly for all i know he could have just put up like a fake dude there's like magic in this game too so I mean, it's really really cool but yeah somebody just one blast that guy by the way he buffed his sword with a flame sword and just hit him with a heavy strike uppercut and uh, deleted that poor dude. Yo, Summit, is he the he's, most chill streamer? He, Summit's there is? amazing. Right? Summit's like, amazing. Like, he gives energy without, like, he gives energy in such non traditional ways. You know what I'm saying? I agree. Like, I every agree. now and then he's had some, like, big reacts. You know, we can think, like, they've been viral when he does it. But, like, how he is right now, he's himself. But, like, it's mad energy. I don't even know how he does it. It's, like, magic or something, bro. Oh, so what happens when he, he invades their their world or whatnot and just completely deletes them like that? Oh, you, you die. You lose your souls. You got to go, you know, fight your way back to your souls. Um, but basically, and then he gets rewarded, of course, for going in there and taking you out. Uh, but you, you have to defend yourself, too, right? So, like, if you successfully defend yourself, even better. Um, you know, so, like... Dude, Elden Ring, Souls, World PvP, like there's there's a lot to this game. Um, and one of the other additional layers that I would encourage you guys to check it out. Uh, reason being, there's tons of different ways to play the game. Like so many weapons, so many armor sets. Um, you can customize the game to really be, or like your character, I should say, to be what you want him to be. Um, granted, you have to play the actual like you know lore of the game to like get to the weapons and get to the armor. Uh, but once you start, you know, figuring that out and it becomes easier and easier, you can really get to what you want to be play style wise. So um, I've been watching somebody. He's gone through like tons of different types of characters, if you will, you know, different weapons, different builds. Um, and right now he's just he's he's on one. So Elden Ring now. Huge hit. It's great. Huge hit. That's great. Let us know on social media in the comments, uh, maybe even in Twitch chat. What, if you've if you've played the game, what you've been thinking uh, on on new game content, uh, we've also seen World of Warcraft just dropped a big uh, a big update. Something that we want to draw attention to that I think is interesting to get y'all's take on is Asmin Gold, who is one of the largest. Uh, she was number one in Twitch last month, uh, I believe it would it's, it was true, or for a couple weeks in February, he was the number one on Twitch. Uh, but he's very huge in MMOs. Recently, put out some content not liking 
the latest content, which then other content creators said, bro, you're ruining everyone's experience. And so I wanted to ask you guys your thoughts on, man, like, is it wrong for content creators to share their negative opinion about a game so soon? Like, does that ruin people's perspective and experience with the game? I'll go first on this one. I think so from a, from a consumer perspective, if the game is that early still, I, I, I don't care really who you are. I, I, you have to be encouraging more so to indulge in the game myself and get my own opinion at that point before you can start throwing negative backlash at it or, you know, giving a take at such a high power, you know, to your community that could in turn, you know, have a negative effect not only on the people who are playing the game, but for, you know, the company who owns the game. Man, I have a I have a love-hate relationship with this topic because, like, if it's Fortnite, pros, please do not bash the game, right? Because then you kill the community, and I need this community to thrive. This is my moneymaker, baby. You know what I mean? But, like, I have that kind of... <laughs> right, 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 there's, right. there's that side of it where I'm like, guys, like, we need this to be great. It's your livelihood. It's my livelihood. Like, hello, <laughs> positive, constructive criticism. Let's go. And then the other side is like, nah, like, influencers should totally be able to speak very bluntly, right, about their feels. That That's really why people, like, you know, gravitate to a lot of these mega influencers um, and personalities because, you know, a lot of them just don't hold back, right? You get the what they call right. the real um, kind of perspective, the real take. But it's about how you say it. One thing about Asmongold, man, he's he's smart. Like, people just don't realize how smart he is, like, from the vocabulary down to um, the things that he says. He knows his impact. He understands his influence. Um, I think if he is doing something on stream, more often than not, he, he understands all repercussions and what's going to result from, you know, the words spoken. He is one of the few influencers that I'd hold to that standard. Most others don't, right? Like, right. We, we've seen people that say the craziest things just don't understand. Like, Tifu, for example, is probably a good one who really, he gets it, but he doesn't care. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tifu's smart, too. He just doesn't care. He's shotgun a beer on the last Twitch Rivals or whatever and says something yeah. stupid. So, like, right, you know. right. One of the things that, you know, uh, to speak to Asmund Gold's brilliance is a lot of his YouTube videos are one-take, 30-minute, no-cut videos of his, like, detailed analysis of a gaming trend. And it's like something that if like, if you've never like done content, you almost don't appreciate it. But like, as people who like talk in front of people, I like, and as someone who's done that, I'm like, bro, the fact that he can go 30 minutes nonstop on a subject and it all correlate and make sense is so impressive. One of the things that he was talking on this subject is just how like, basically like he was talking about the tension between like how, what seems to be a good meta, like from a meta perspective doesn't feel fun and trying to balance that out. So what he had done was new content and he basically tried to do a raid, which is, you know, one of the more challenging group oriented projects of the game um, with a pickup group. That's what he's always done. And he was frustrated because in the past he's been able to figure out how to get through most of the content. And basically he was saying like in the raid, he wasn't able to, and that's not fun. And so it's an interesting topic because it's almost like, well, man, if, is, is the fun found in the difficulty or is the fun found in the experience? Uh, you know, and I think some of that's left to the eye of the beholder. Well, for like World of Warcraft, it's kind of interesting, right? Someone like Asmin, who was there, you know, many, many, many years ago before the explosive group, before social media went and made it so everyone knows everything and the transfer of knowledge is so fast, right? He grew up in a time that was different. His experience and his relationship to World of Warcraft is so different. His love for the game is literally in the discoverability, in the trenches of figuring things out, right? And then the that euphoria or that euphoric moment you feel when you figure it out, it clicks and it happens. That's what's really cool about Elden Ring right now for me personally, right? Is I'm playing like near spoiler free. Like I'm just playing, dude. I'm figuring things out. I'm getting smoked by the bosses. But, like, I'm trying my best. And then when I win, it feels really good. Um, so, like, for someone like Asmin, could you imagine, like, getting in there and someone's, like, typing in the chat, like, bro, what are you doing? You're supposed to tank at this wall because <laughs> right. it's just out. You know what I mean? Like, bro, right. did you just blow the whole mechanic? Like, like you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's oh, yeah. one of those things. It's just right. almost like getting spoiled. Right. I mean, meta is a very interesting topic in general. We should probably talk about that in full in a different episode just because, again, like, 
when something is meta in a game, you're not thinking about even personal. I feel like oftentimes there is a pretty set way of meta and personal play style isn't really an option because you have to play what's meta. And I think that a sweet spot in games is when there are multiple methods to the meta, but I don't, most games can't do that without creating an imbalance. And so even I was watching, um, I was, who was, oh, Sneaky, who's a former um, league player, uh, pro player, and he was streaming it. And he was playing an arcane mage, uh, which is a build that is not necessarily meta to my understanding right now in, in retail World of Warcraft. And people were like, he's trying to play his game the way he wants to play the game. And people are going like arcane mage, LOL, arcane mage, LOL. And it's like, so, and yeah, yeah. It's just interesting to me, you know, play style versus meta. And how do you create room for all of it? Yeah, in, in today's world, in those hyper-competitive environments, especially with the uh, way multiplayer works, you just kind of can't. It, it saps the fun out of a lot of those experiences, um, especially in, like, World of Warcraft. You know, World of Warcraft, the dungeon dwellers on that game, they are, you know, peak, optimized, you know, like, they will re-roll a character, yeah. re-grind it from zero to max if that next, you know, update makes that character number one. Like, that's yep. just how the players are. Um, so yeah, I think, I think Asmin, like I said, I feel like Asmin just unfortunately has kind of outgrown, um, maybe he's just outgrown the community, the game, right? The direction, uh, he fell in love with something that just and it isn't that same product anymore. Yeah, true. And, uh, last thing just for everyone to ponder about just the complexity of all, I just love, I love almost leaving some things open-ended because, you know, as a community, we want to hear from you guys. So it's like, sometimes we're going to leave some topics somewhat open-ended because we want to hear your thoughts, you know? But like some of his critiques of classic WoW, which they re-released the old version of WoW, is that the bosses are too easy, you know? So I'm like, I would never come at him because he's my favorite content creator. But it's like, but in, if you put videos lined up against each other, he's saying that the content of raids in classic is too easy and, and, and not, not hard, but then the ones in retail are too difficult, um, which is just an interesting predicament, which to me speaks to the power of nostalgia in games. And how there are just certain moments in games you never get back. You just have to enjoy the moment. like, And then hope for the best in the future. Those are big facts right there. Big There's facts. a lot of games that I would love to go back and just like experience for the first time again. Full journeys too. Yep. Like, honestly. Clash of Clans, for sure, Oof, is yeah. one of them. Back before, like, everyone figured out, like, what the most optimal raids was. Like, yep. dude, getting a two-star, you were the man, bro. Yep. And then now it's like, you can't fully three-star this maxed out base you yeah. suck you know what i mean yeah like growing with the times man i mean do y'all remember the first week of pokemon go that's some of the oh, most insane awesome. time of my life bro i lived I there in, bro <laughs> i mean oh my gosh dj were you on that that early was, pokemon I, go I, I was i was like just watching it all unfold in front of me i i think from for me it was more just cool to see people just like getting into it and i was more drawn to that than actually getting into the game and uh you know en enjoying myself so it was crazy that impact that it had though man yeah i was still, people dying was, from it you know trying to you know just looking at your <laughs> phone walking across the road and just it's crazy the you know how yeah. much of a it had you in a hold you know dj, DJ took this down that real dark yeah come road. on bro <laughs> Yo, people dying. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're like my mom in early video games. Kids, kids are losing their lives in video games. <laughs> Bro, so I lived in a middle, a mid-sized town in Illinois when that came out. And like, it was a fine town, but people didn't like go there, right? There was this park. I forget the name of it, but like it had three. What are the big parts in Pokemon Go? Gyms, right? Or monuments gyms. or something? This yeah, yeah, park, gyms. because of somehow the algorithm of the game had generated three gyms that corresponded and overlapped at the time. This is like first week of Pokemon Go, which in the Chicagoland area was one of the best gyms, areas you could go to. I am talking to you from 2 p.m. to 2 a.m. The, yeah. the, the park was packed. I mean, like it was a music festival. The police set up barricades. I have videos on my phone, bro. It was such a wild oh. time, bro, because people drove an hour to our city that had never even heard of our city before because they had heard about the gyms bro it's crazy i love gaming i love gaming uh listen i used to go live I, there was a point in time literally i bought a phone that could stream the game and like se send the signal basically remotely to my computer so i could live stream it and i was outside with the jimmy rig set up facetiming 
a phone that's capturing the other device. Like, it was super Jimmy Rig. But, long story short, playing Pokemon Go out there in the rain, sun or shine, didn't matter. Uh, you know what I mean? In Kissimmee, Florida. And it was flooded. Town, it was baby. crazy. Some of the best, some of the best, like, I'd say, like, open world experiences. That's so funny to kind of, you know, phrase it like that. But, like, literal open world experience, like, gaming and stuff, like, out and about. Um, and it was cool though. What was really cool about it, like even my aunt played, bro. My aunt's like fifty, dude. She had her, she she's driving around with us for yes. catching Pokemon, for hitting styles. It became like a family game, uh, which it. is really really awesome. I love it. Well, hey, last topic before we hit uh, Fortnite news. You know, we love the opportunity on this podcast to talk about lots of things going on in esports and gaming. But you know, we got a first love here at Practice Server, and it, it, it's Fortnite. But last topic, this hits close to home. And so prayers out to our boy Monster for this one. But Andrew Rush, who could be my cousin, related, related, (laughs) uh, tweeted out some news that unfortunately we've seen far too often come from tenured casters in the esports place. And it it reads this. I figure I may as well put it out there in the open. At this moment, I currently haven't received an offer for the upcoming uh, Overwatch League season. The particular frustrating element in the process is the total lack of communication, despite being involved with Overwatch as an esport since 2015. Oof. This is this is a this a hard hitter for me, guys, because obviously you guys know I'm a caster for Epic Games. I've been with them for almost five years, a part of this gaming community. Um, since the first summer, I was invited to cast Summer Skirmish like week two or week three, like one of the first ever tournaments, and I, you know, have been invited back ever since. This is the equivalent to me just randomly not getting notified, called anything that I'm just like off the next set of shows or like series of events. Like, you know what I mean? So for someone who's built their livelihood, um, I had to speak up. I had to share this and I really wanted to talk about it uh, because it's just, this, is one of those, this is one of those key moments in like esports as a whole where like talent, it's so important for talent to be just, just, in the in the loop with one another because together you guys are powerful as individuals you are powerless like literally you are powerless to do bigger forces that are these major companies you can't do anything you can't determine your rates you can't you know what i mean you can't fight for opportunity um so it sucks man this guy who puts his, his life on the line basically bleeds overwatch just gets pulled from the show um, and one of the, I guess, bigger takeaways here is I think this is more of a the evolution of the company, right? Think about it like this. This is like, John, you get hired and all of a sudden you're the new talent manager. You come on in and you're like, dude, I never liked this Andrew Rush guy anyways. I'm going right. to go hire the guy that I like, XYZ over here. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, that's what that's what really looks like is happening here. Um, you know, you've been somewhere for so long. Management changes. The unfortunate part is, is, is how often in gaming though we see that those in management don't stop to think about what the community is connected to from game updates, but even in this sense, personalities. This impacts, yeah. this impacts the personalities. And this is, why, this is why in the good moments, companies like Epic put a premium on consistency because while they know that they have an amazing product, personalities like yourself, Monster, and others like, are what the, the players connect to, right? Like there's a... And so it, it, it just is also just so sad and just dumb business to not like, even if you're going to go a different direction, honor the man on the way out. It's why you see um, it is the culture now of esports teams. And, I, and what, what's funny is I feel like I saw this first in esports teams before I saw it in pro teams, uh, like professional, like traditional sports is when a player leaves, they honor them on the way out. They'll do a whole goodbye video. Yeah. And at first I was like, bro, that's so dumb because you're putting a shine on who is now your enemy. But what they understood is that they they're they're gonna mess up if they if, if they don't put respect on that person because people have that connection. A hundred hundred percent. Um, I mean, and I don't want to say like Fortnite or Epic is perfect because like we could we could say we saw something similar happen in the sense like you know we don't have Sancho West on the broadcast this season and he's been working a bunch of season last you know a couple basically the last year or so. Um, not to speak to their situation or what happened there, you know, none of that's public or, you know, honestly, you know what I mean? A, a thing, but like, it's just one of those things where like, it's, it's so easy how talent can just get removed. And um, a lot of the times people just don't bat an eye or, you know, the community will never know. In very rare instances, you have a big enough following that, you know, it's heard and it's heard loud and clear. Like 
with all the antics getting removed from broadcast or Bala TW no longer being a part of the official broadcast of Fortnite. Like, those are rare instances where, like, the Fortnite community is so small. Like, the talent here is very, very much known. We are faces and voices and, you know, basically pillars in the scene. Um, so when one of us gets, you know, removed or something like that happens, it creates, like, I'd say disruption in the community right. as a whole. Um, I, do, I feel like maybe that's the difference between some of these other titles. People aren't as connected maybe to the town because there's so many of them. But then again, it's hard to say that when someone's put in all these years, right? They're, there's pretty clearly he's got something going for himself. Um, and it just sucks, man. Like it sucks that they, he, it wasn't communicated to him, right? How do you plan for this? How do you, you know, build your life around, um, you know, all of a sudden one of your, your main revenue drivers just swept from right underneath your feet. You know what I mean? Um, when it could have been something that was worn to you or, you know, you could have gotten a heads up from the company that that's like the least a company could do. It's just simple decency, to be honest. DJ, what's your I take? Agree. Yeah. It's just simple decency. It's like, you never want to part ways on bad terms. And if somebody like uh, this gentleman, Andrew Rush, who can do so much for himself based on what he's built, his credibility um, with this company, he can come back and eventually do some great things for that company in the future. So you never want to burn bridges that, you know, have been good to you or, you know, they've been done great stuff for you. So it, it is, you know, especially out of the blue when, you know, livelihood and especially in the times of now, you know, people mm -hmm. need need to be, you know, they need money and they need to provide for their family. I yeah. feel that. I feel that. Um, and I, just to kind of touch on that, you're totally right. Like a lot of the times, even myself, right? I get into conflict. Um, I don't want to say regularly, but you know, it happens. It it happens throughout the year where something you know rubs me wrong with this other individual from whatever company. They're like whatever, right? Like things just happen. Business doesn't fall through sometimes. You gotta take the high road. You gotta take the high road. Um, I'm always very respectful, regardless to you know the how people can act sometimes. There are times I've been discriminated against in, in different settings. Like, dudes, I got some stories that, you know, I don't really put out there, like, on the business side. Like, right. where it's just like, like, really? Like, that's how you're going to handle this conversation? Like, that's crazy, right? Like, things that you, you don't think would ever happen, but, like, real stories. Um, but I take the high road. I'm always respectful because you just don't know. You just really don't know. And it's always important for, I think, like you said, just to have that decency at the very least. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, uh, best of luck to you, uh, Mr. Rush, and I'm not talking to myself. I'm talking to you, Andrew, and uh, hope 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 to see more respect for people um, who have poured a lot into the community, and hope to see people who are making decisions for games and for esports just just respect the people and the people that the people love. And so, uh, let's move on over to uh, Fortnite. We got some uh, business to take care of. Last episode, we made a uh, really y'all two made some predictions on uh, clicks. Uh, departure in quotes departure from energy right, and uh, right. I, i'm trying to find the clip i'm trying to find the clip from last episode um i want that'll be that'll be way hard to find i know your, i'm like, like I've, been clicking I've been clicking through bro oh my <laughs> gosh well um do y'all want to um y'all want to break the news on what let's say predictions first let's just run it back for everyone what was y'all's predictions and then dj tell us what happened Okay, I'll I'll take the floor then. So I thought Clicks was gonna leave NRG and then launch his own organization and or content house for Ronaldo, ex NRG member. Um, that was my take. I was wrong. And to be <laughs> fair, that is that is a great take because you also said maybe that they were gonna sign Day as their first player, uh -huh. which is also uh, crazy. It, it it you know like when you look at it, the stars align and it, it it's not far off. So. I thought that was actually a really interesting take, and that was actually a take that um, Ronaldo actually had saw. Somebody had tweeted that on his Twitter, and he ended up like reposting. You know that you know that that wasn't the case. Um, my prediction: I ended up predicting that Click was Clicks was going to come back and re-sign with NRG, as well as uh, Day signing to NRG. Um, they're both a duo in Fortnite, and uh, right now I don't think there is a duo with within nrg that is you know also in the fortnite scene is made it to grand finals like that so i think it's just a really big move for not only nrg but for also the longevity and you know the cohesiveness of um building a teammate and a friendship between clicks and day 
But one one thing, remember that we talked about um, the the way orgs nowadays are building their brands. Like it's it's built on these influencers. Like it is so important. Like that you know, clicks is a part of NRG because they built their brand around like clicks. Right. The like one of the faces, the stars of NRG. Um, and we went down a full discussion. If you guys are tuning into this one, you didn't listen to episode three, check out episode three. We kind of go in detail about like what faces and, and superstars mean to orgs and how important it is that you don't want to lose them. Um, so I was actually low-key uh, throwing shots at energy. If it was the opportunity or it was so happened, the universe where they didn't somehow secure the bag with uh, clicks because they put so much into clicks. Uh, it's very, very important, I think, to the brands. Well, the last thing that I want to say, and I think that um, in the spirit of talking about some of the intricacies of content creation and everything, um, I think there is something to be said, though, about the right amount of mystery. And so one of the things we talked about last episode specifically was how uh, Grady Rains had, who is manager, big, big, big personality um, mm -hmm. for, uh, for NRG, tweeted this. He said, sorry, guys, this is after... This is once Clicks said um, that he was off of energy. He got, he put out a couple of tweets saying how sad he was, and we're like, "Oh man, it's over. It's all done." What, a, what an actor! And then this man scrolls <laughs> up, and the next picture is what a day with Clicks in the background, man. This man knew it. And then uh, he goes, "Just left Clicks. What a day with this guy." The so true, but perfect. Yeah, go ahead, tell him. I was gonna say, remember, remember, oh, this guy's got a video of him smoking a cigar like in the car. It's so funny. But um, it, I I remember talking about. I was like, dude, either this really happened or like Grady's the the Twitter's or Twitch's greatest actor we didn't know existed. Like yeah. the dude sold it so well. He was stumbling. It looked like he was about to cry. Like he was putting on a Grammy performance up in there. Um, I was I was man, I was convinced. You got me. You got me, Grady. You got him. You got him. <laughs> Hey, well, let's talk. Let's talk about uh, further great performances. Um, you've got a friend, your fellow Arab, who is. Uh, we wanted to kind of point out some people that have made some amazing transitions in content. I mean, where do we even begin? Why don't you tell us a friend origin story about this uh, this ambitious, ambitious young man? Yo, man, dude, I like. I can't speak to his history, his origin. All I know is that he he's been working for many, many years, working really hard, and he understands content and you know the the power of influence and um i hold our friendship you know uh you know to to highest like you know the highest standard um love my boy arab i support him all the way when he was in new york city he actually visited some of my graffiti out there That's um, and i would say That's me and love. arab became really sure. tight because um at one point the story as as arab pretty much tells it uh, you know, Arab dropped some controversial stuff, dude. He'd be, he'd be tweeting some off-the-wall, next-level, like, you know, jokes. But, like, that's what they are. They're jokes. He uses his platform as a way to, um, you know, take serious topics and, and you know, basically joke about them, which I know it sounds crazy, like, just saying it outright. But you got you to gotta be in it to, to understand them. Um, but someone, someone didn't like that. Someone was unhappy about me. Um, casting with Arab on an upcoming show because we're going to do a show that represented the Middle Eastern players versus Europe. It was a pretty big deal. Mm. Um, and they were like, Monster, I can't believe you're willing to, you know, uh, cast alongside this guy who tweets these, these, you know, crazy things about whatever, like racist jokes and blah, blah, blah. I was like, that's the thing. He's a, he's a comedian. Like, literally, look at his Twitter. You think he really means like half <laughs> right, of this stuff? No, right, he's right. literally a comedian. Like, what are you talking about? And yeah. I defended him. So what happened was this guy took all these screenshots and basically tried to like cancel me, like expose me, like, oh, look at look at monster. I can't believe he's gonna do this. Like I'm I'm following him and blah blah blah. He shares it. And um I never sent it to Arab. Like I never told him I defended him. You know what I mean? I was just just doing me, like being a stand-up guy. And uh he he so happened to come across it. And then he was like, at that moment, he realized like, damn, Monster's the real dude. And he yeah. like gets me. And then from there, we just we had like a more genuine relationship. Um, but it was through that like weird exchange dude like a viewer really pissed off at me basically because i'm cool like basically supporting this guy and i'm like bro he's a comedian he's hilarious like what are you going to do you laugh yeah. at kevin hart's or dave Chappelle's jokes all the time there's no difference here right just because he's a streamer doesn't doesn't change the fact that he's literally goddamn funny like yeah. <laughs> right right i think it's really cool what he's been able to do with his irl streams uh moving away from fortnite 
a lot of people, especially people who play Fortnite, they just don't really like give the people like, you know, like the good farewell that we talked about earlier. They're kind of like salty with people. Oh, like, oh, you're moving out away from Fortnite. Like, what better things could you be doing? You know, there's a lot of better things people could be doing, but it's what he what he's choosing to do with his time. And I think it's really cool that, like Monster said, he's a comedian. He takes these things and he, you know, he gives a funny spin on them. But it, when he's taking these these real world things and he's giving the, his spin on things, he's also teaching these kids, you know, who, you know, haven't been able to travel the country, go to, you know, different places around the, the world and just kind of experience what, you know, other cultures have to offer. So I think it's amazing. Um, I recently saw him go to uh, Thailand and now I think he's in Australia popping mm -hmm. off. Uh, I think he's just about to wrap up there. So I can't wait to see where he goes next, honestly. I want to I want to also just add to the fact that like not only was his transition like super successful and he's like crushing it like on all social platforms. But, like, compare that to a lot of the other, like, top dog, big influencers that tried to do what he did and have failed miserably. Um, and by miserably, I just mean, like, viewer counts drop drastically, you know, no longer part of said team or organization, you know, reaching those growth and those milestones and that interaction on social no longer there because they, you know what I mean? They didn't right. capitalize on their Fortnite presence and building that community to be very strong. To be ready to transition with them when that time came. That's one thing that people do not do very well. It's really, really build that you know connection with the with the audience that they have while they have their attention. Uh, because when it's time to move on, which hey guys, uh, what is it? What's the saying? Like all wells run dry eventually, something like that. Right, right, like right. when the well starts to run dry, like it's going to happen. It's going to happen. You have to be ready for that next thing. Um, and a lot of people aren't. But Arab was he's one of the few that have managed to do it i would say myth is like one of the other right those top 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 right. dog influencers they all did really they did a great job doing it um but arab i would say was one of the few like the only pro player who really did what he did and went straight irl like complete just different direction yeah yeah from a consumer perspective he's almost become more a part of my algorithm now that he's outside of fortnite than when mm. he was actually inside of fortnite and most of my feed is, you know, either just Fortnite or music. So it's really interesting to see. And shout out to him, man. He also uh, recently uh, signed to Org GXR and had yeah. a, a killer video for, um, you know, the signing. So not only really that, cool. it's his, really cool. His video was incredible. He did a live yeah, stream skit, but it was like a pre-recorded thing. But he walked to the, like, he made it look like he showed up in this IRL place in person. Like, it was really dope. It had everyone. Um, in for a loop. It was a, it was an amazing announcement. Um, and now look at that. Through his hard work of doing like IRL stuff, he got picked up by an org. It's going to allow him to continue to fund and and be a resource for what it is that he wants to do: travel the world, make great content, um, and and just keep blowing up. And TikTok, dude, he's got several like viral videos because he's just one of the only people really capitalizing on that platform um, of making like fun real content outside it's all live you know what i mean of course yep he knows he knows when oh, he knows what he's doing moment. you know what i mean yep. i'm gonna yep. i'm gonna play into this but that's that's part of the it's part of the game it's part of the fun yeah i'm looking at his pin uh tiktoks right now got a 5.5 million banger is that, is that the one where he runs up on the the kid playing fortnite and the kid's like well are you Aaron?" Yo, so that so this is an order. So then he's got a nine mil one, which is that is that wow. kid, and and he's got mm -hmm. he's got a fifteen million view TikTok riding scooter. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, and he's these are, these are things. These are just like real regular life things. He's having fun with it. He's clipping it. He's redistributing his content. Yep. He is like doing content creation the way you're supposed to do it. If you want to be full time, if you want to be taken serious, you make amazing content. You chop up your best moments and you redistribute it. Like that is just a simple golden recipe. You do it all day. We do it here on the uh, on the podcast, right? We take our great moments, we clip it, and we ship it, baby. This right Yarr. here is actually going to Twitter. See how easy it was? Like it just happened. Like you just take the best moments. It's it's like a golden rule to consecration, and so many people don't do it, right? Absolutely. But what else do I have to say? Could I drop the mic? Just fire. <laughs> boom, boom boom well we'll drop one last piece of fortnite news i feel like a theme oftentimes we're very deep in the competitive scene on this podcast but i think today's theme of our podcast coverage is just the diversity 
uh, of players, diversification of what they're up to, and even the game, how one thing, like a, like one game can lead to so much. And so we see that in, in clicks making uh, different moves while within one game, one career, talking about your fellow Arab. Uh, and also wanted to point out the Epic Games this is so interesting to me. Just acquired Bandcamp, which is a music platform. Many of you might not have heard of it, but this is kind of one of those. Bandcamp was actually around on the internet a very for a very long time. And they, they haven't necessarily hit it big, but they've stayed consistent. And this is just so interesting to me that a game company, I mean, think about this, you guys, like, like a game company is buying a music distributor platform. This is mind-blowing. Yo, because they're getting ready for IRL. It has to be. Why else do you want people that could be your mascots in the real world? Or remember that mega mall they supposedly bought and they plan on opening one day? Who's, who's to say there's not going to be like permanent, I don't know, Peelies running around like real ones, kind of how like Disney, dude. They're like preparing for the next Disney, basically. Bro, Disney does the same thing, right? It's crazy you they said have that. Actors. It's crazy you said that because like Gary V just dropped a video this last week where he's talking about like he was trying to explain NFTs, and literally this is what he says: he says, "Worst case, my NFTs will be free tickets to the theme park I open one day." I'm like, "Yo, what? Like, it's just wild, man." So I totally. Bro, I never thought about it until you just said it, but bro, a Fortnite theme park would go crazy. Hello? They have they have all the IP partnerships in the world, right? At their fingertips. But more importantly, they have their own very, very cool and amazing lore. Take me on the cube ride, man. I want to go inside of it and do like whatever, virtual reality. <laughs> but like seriously, like, dude, Fortnite is so much bigger than just a game or a platform or a social thing. Um, like people just I, I feel like people just forget a lot of these little things that not only the companies they acquire but the the property they've bought like if you just they're gonna do something with it right there's many 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 more headlines and developments already being worked on so i want to see the uh the fortnite mall thing open up like whatever the hell that was yeah. i don't even know what that is the real retail row <laughs> yeah well, I, I would love to see that throw down a nice little you know a little concert to end the weekend you know get everybody in there with some you know slurp trucks slurp barrels you know, chug jugs. Bro, like Ariana Grande is already in the game. Who's to say part of her contract is like she has to do, hey. you know, till 2026, 20, <laughs> you always three concerts. You know what I mean? Like, we don't know none of, the, you know what I mean? Like, we don't meet know. Be your, your favorite stuff. icon scary series right. during Yo. the weekend, you know? That'd That's what crazy. I'm saying, man. No, we got, um, uh, we got Caster Lash in our live Twitch chat saying the Tilted Towers theme park. He wants to see hey. it. What do y'all want to see? <laughs> I mean, the, the literally, like, it's crazy, like, even thinking of, like, AR, like, augmented reality, like, like mm -hmm. you, could, you could get glasses where everyone is projecting their favorite Fortnite skin, like, walking around IRL. Like, it's, it's on wow. them, like, bro, the possibilities are limitless. I'm with it. Yeah, literally, yeah, someone, uh, shout out Mini Miner in, in our chat said, uh, retail row like literally that one just makes sense bro like have shops retail there <laughs> retail row. like they, they literally have their own mega mall like it, it, it all already happened they've done and and they continue to do everything and anything they want to do but yeah that that acquisition huge acquisition they've also supported other like amazing uh companies and products in the past blender being one of the few i think they actually gave a i don't think they bought blender but they gave them like a hundred thousand dollar grant like a grant is basically, if I'm not mistaken, here's money, right? Do amazing <laughs> things with it. You don't owe us back. It's a grant. Uh, essentially, yeah. They are giving you money to forward, you know, forward uh, your development and stuff like that. They gave it a grant to Blender of like $100,000. Um, and that's because like a lot of Fortnite creators are creating these awesome thumbnails through the Blender program. Like it's, it's things like that. I'll probably Google it here. Let me see. Epic. Let me see. Let me see. I'm searching Epic Grant to Blend. No, I said 100,000. It was 1.2 million. Oh. They gave him a mega grant. Oh. 1.2. I knew it. I knew it was something big. See, to me, 100,000 is big. 1.2 million, guys. It was bigger than what I thought. Um, and that was a part of their 100 million mega grants program. So you know, like I'm just gonna go tell them, hey, you know, Practice Server also needs a milli. You know, give us a grant. Uh, we could we could use a studio and a land space mm -hmm. and a, a couple more, you know, toys. <laughs> oh my gosh it's, it's cool stuff like that oh my gosh you guys we almost just took an l we have to talk about this before ninja and g fuel today oh yeah today bro today and so talk about like talk about somebody who was taking a game of fortnite and done a lot with it 
and was originally sponsored by what Red Bull by what many could consider like yeah the OG and, and energy drinks Red Bull I remember when Walshy and original Halo 1 and 2 Pro had the Red Bull sponsorship with the with the headphones on they were some of the early investors in the space people started to speculate if if Ninja had changed his sponsorship because he switched uh streaming locations you saw him drinking G Fuel on stream not Red Bull the rumor mill was going and just today he signed with G Fuel. What is y'all? And right now, this is so interesting. I'll show y'all. Um, right now, they did a a uh, a takeover. Their profile picture is Ninja. That's smart Wait, to me. What? Yes. Let me see that. Let me see that. G Fuel's profile picture Yo, is Ninja right now. In a G Fuel shirt. Look oh my crazy. gosh, man. That's crazy. Oh, look, and, and look then the caption. Yeah, the description. Oh <laughs> yeah. Their little well, spin he, on it. Here's the other cool part. Like, this to me screams that Ninja didn't get paid a flat fee. Instead, he's going to get paid via his affiliate deal because the link is also a Ninja affiliate link, like, straight up. So, like, I'm thinking he didn't even take the regular bag. Like, he's like, nah, let's let's try something different here. Well, nah, I'm lying. He definitely took a flat fee bag. Yes. But he's also going to get a fat affiliate bag off of this. Like, yes. like a billion percent. Um, G Fuel is one of the... I, I want to I wanna call them... Not innovators, but leaders. Well, maybe mm -hmm. innovators too, right? Yeah. Innovators too, because they were and continue to be one of the leaders when it comes to affiliate marketing and building a brand that people want to promote quite literally for free so they can say they're a part of this quote-unquote team for this you know fake perception they want to build in themselves of like, dude, I'm in the gaming space. Uh, I have an energy. You know, I'm, 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 I'm in it, right? G Fuel is one of those few places or, or brands that have managed to do that. Just, captivate people so heavily that they want to drink their products to be like these other gamers but more importantly people promote it for almost free all day long 100 percent. this and, is why ninja ninja capitalizing man that's crazy i didn't even know he took over the twitter no me neither I, I would i would love to know how many sales he gets oh it's gonna be several like i don't think that many but like still a lot though so much and I'll say this, man, like for what it's worth, and y'all can riff on this if you want, but like, I think that, you know, there, he, he can never deny the relationship with the game of Fortnite to the success that he's seen. Even in recent streaming endeavors, as soon as he started, as soon as he started streaming Fortnite, he had gone from like, literally, like when he was playing League and some of these other games for a little bit, I mean, he was legitimately, the Ninja was averaging like 3,000, 5,000 viewers. And he comes back on Fortnite, and now he's back up to having such a healthy average, close to 20k. And I just think that that's just you got to put respect on. You got to you got to know you got to know what made you a little bit. You know you can't stay trapped in, but you got to you got to know your your foundation, so to speak. I mean, the, the, he he gets it. Go ahead, DJ. Over the past uh, one, two, three, four, five, so ten days, it looks like um, all of his streams are averaging over 500,000 views. Ooh, trying to get up. Half a million, yeah. easy. Not including all his YouTube, um, you know, support that he gets. Obviously, social impressions. Like, there's so much, so much influence that Ninja has. Um, I, I, I made the joke at the start of the year. I was like, dude, he's playing Fortnite because you know sponsorships are are coming to an end. And it's time to secure the new bags and the new deals are coming in. Yep. I mean, I wasn't far from wrong. To, like, <laughs> new deal comes in. You know what I mean? Like, this is the this is that time of the year. The rollovers happening right now. That is a creepy photo, by the way. You get that's his face, though. <laughs> that's the ninja face, bro. Like, he that's his that. main oh face, bro. Is he stands up and he backs away and makes that face in the camera all the time, bro? <laughs> Doesn't make think, it less creepy. I think a, a <laughs> part of a part of his success also coming back to Fortnite has also been Epic's. Um, has has to contribute to epics you know putting more stuff back into the public matches that supports you know people wanting to enjoy you know what content content you know in a way that you know the previous seasons haven't like right now in the game you can get a spider spider web out of a chest and bouncers are back in the game so when was the last time you saw bouncers last week they had bows like these are things that people you know mm. like small little things that you know like we said, people want to go back and grasp onto, and yeah, it, it's really cool because a lot of people, Ninja, I think Tifu played the other day as well. Um, 
and you got Cipher who never left. It, it, it the content's coming back, and I think if as long as Epic continues to do what they're doing and is you know being proactive with it, I think it you know content is in, here to stay for Fortnite in the future. Hundred percent. Something we've not uh, pointed out, like on that note, is that like Courage JD made a huge like commit back to the game of Fortnite and has talked very uh, publicly about how much fun he's having, and he uninstalled Warzone. And just kind of found his new rhythm. So great. Uh, it, it's awesome, man. It's, it's great to see. And personally, like a, as a consumer, like there's just that courage and ninja playing Fortnite nostalgia for me. Like I can't, I can't lie. I love it. I'm here for it. it it's crazy you say that because like friends of mine's were, you know, they they was like, yo, I can't believe I'm watching Ninja again. Like, yo, Ninja's dope. Like, bro, Ninja never stopped being an amazing streamer. Granted, he plays other things you don't like. Cool, but like, good streamers are just good streamers. Like in Ninja. Ninja's a he's a great entertainer. Yeah. He's he's crushing it right now. Absolutely. I would say, yeah, Nick Merckx, absolutely. If he could come Nick back, Merckx. I would mm -hmm. love I would absolutely just that would take me back to my, my Fortnite nostalgia days. I would always watch Nick Merckx. Ooh, last 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 we did talk about that, I believe in the last uh episode. Um yeah, Fortnite pro player numbers from like twenty K peak last season's like sixty K easily on the NA region. Um one thing that's very interesting is all the season's prizings to now have correlated to how many people played in the previous season. So I am very interested to see if next season they buff the numbers um, leading into the new season because we're coming straight into finals. We didn't even talk about finals today, but we'll be covering finals in the next uh, Fortnite podcast episode and this one anyways. Um, but yes, we are going into finals. After that's new season of Fortnite. Like that's going to be super dope. But more importantly... Like mad players played this uh, this first season of competitive, which is three x the numbers almost across all regions. Some uh, in EU's maybe like two x, which EU already being the biggest region is um, yeah. impressive, right? So Super impressive. Uh, I want to know: Do we get a better pricing for the pro players? Like, does it continue to correlate? If so, then maybe professional players have more of a reason to encourage people to play, right? Instead of I'm quitting or whatever, right? Like they can do be proactive to make change, which is kind of cool. Yeah, well, we'll be talking about grand finals a lot, not only on the podcast, um, but also on our social media. We've got a really fun post that's being put together right now. So there's a spoiler alert. Uh, mm -hmm. It might already be out by the time you listen to it, but we're correlating uh, grand uh, final percentage players on different inputs, controller versus mouse and keyboard. Speaking of Nick Merckx, a controller player. And so um, we're going to look at that, drop that on Twitter, uh, as well as just try to give you guys some fun coverage of different angles and uh, aspects of grand finals. Um, on our YouTube channel and our TikTok. And if you all see spectacular moments, even if it's you, don't feel like it's self-promo. We want to put you on. If it's crazy, come on now. Sure. You know, send 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 it over uh, to, to your boys. And uh, I can't wait to see what this Grand Finals has in store. Yeah, yeah. But um, that that's about, I think... Did we hit? Did we hit everything for today? I, I think there's one more thing that I wanted to, to highlight is that I don't think many people know how many skins are in Fortnite right now if, if 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 you guys were both to guess how many skins do you guys think are in the game right now 237 oh, blind 200. Dar 200 blind dart i'm going i'm going i'm 1420 <laughs> tap you're in here put in a number how many skins 1400 Fortnite july of 2022 fortnite will be celebrating its five-year anniversary so almost Dude, five years like worth of skins in a okay? day there was a point where they were dropping a skin a day john we're five years deep there's no <laughs> way there's no way some of these packs john have, like, you want to reassess your number i just i tried to say yeah, just in the chat saying I, I tried to give a wild answer okay all right don't, all right, don't forget like when they dropped the naruto skins that was like six at once that's like, true, yeah, that's like, true. <laughs> all right Eight, All right. So, eight. Okay. Okay. I don't even remember what Monster said. Seven hundred and fifty-six. That's my answer. <laughs> All right. Nice. Cash throwing in. Okay. Seven thousand seven hundred fifty. All right. So here we go. As of March two thousand twenty-two, Fortnite has seen one thousand two hundred and ninety skins. Almost. I'm that was the closest. Uh, 1,300 skins. Jeez, bro. And, uh, it, it, it's crazy because... Um, you know what? OG skin, obviously known as, you know, the Skull Trooper. It, it, it just... It, it, 
I don't think it'll ever come back, but it's obviously, you know, the most popular one and it has sold in the millions. It was the first skin to come out and it obviously did not launch right away. Everybody was rocking the default for like a week or two, but when it dropped, man, I think, I think that's kind of what also kind of fueled the, you know, this battle Royale game is the skins. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. What I was going to say, first of all, very, very, very fun, random, like fat question right there. I was like, sick we need more of those that was awesome but also we should make a graphic for that like i would just love to tweet about that this is like share to more people like it's such a such a crazy take like how many skins right like dang here's one last little analytic that's around 21 skins per month every month since which is almost one a day right 21 per month like that's like wow you're you're like having that skin out for like like one point one two days like if like barely yeah it's crazy and one one cool thing just b- before we sign off for the day like shout out to epic because they they give shot like they basically platform uh community artists they take a lot of concepts from reddit and they give credit to them and and just random people from twitter like and they like literally bring these dope creations to life like people's visions are just living in the game regularly um and a lot of the good artists have like multiple basically inspired inspired versions of what they created in the game um a lot of what you see is made by like regular artists uh very cool again make a gaming twitter guys you would know this stuff always be there too you know what i'm saying like in a way you know sorry hey some might say fortnite skins were the first nfts Question mark? Question mark? No, Counter Strike. <laughs> true, 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 true. Because you can true. literally sell and make money. Off true, you're right. Yeah, Counter Strike knives. The Counter Strike right. knife uh, economy. That's that's the beginning of NFTs. Dude, that's the beginning of NFTs. This, yeah. this, uh, this article that I have actually pays homage to uh, Counter Strike being the first one who introduces uh, skins. When when was this? When did they? When was this written? Um, this was written like two days ago, actually. Oh yeah, I'm sniping this for content. Thanks, uh, esports.net. Appreciate you. Yeah, we I'll put t- it. <laughs> thread. Yeah. But um, yeah, sniping it. Super, super cool to see. You know, and especially like some skins costing as much as like you know twenty bucks a skin. It's like amazing to see like how much revenue they. Well, it, it, it's no, it's no surprise. It's the reason Epics are you know billionaires now, right? Like, it, it's insane. Um. Anyways, yo guys, let, let let's wrap this bad boy up. Very very fun episode, man. We went through a lot, up a and lot. downs, up and downs. The 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 tidal waves were crazy today. Um, good vibes in the chat, man. Big shouts to everyone that came through to watch this live. Let's uh let's start getting our signouts here. As always, y'all don't forget to send all your complaints to the Fortnite Podcast at gmail.com or to me on socials. Uh, DJ, let the people at home know where they can find you, my man. Yo, 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 go by the name of DJR Love. You can find me on socials at DJR Love World, W-R-L-D. That's no O in world. Um, before I sign off, I want to say one one big shout out to Squatting Dog, man. He just did this challenge on Fortnite. He was able to move zero centimeters oh, and man. win a game. This man, it took him three days worth of content. And if you haven't seen the video, you have to check it out. Um, big shout out to uh laser for being the first person to do it um but this man did it without moving a single centimeter so he, he sat in a noted chair and like actually won yeah you know what we we're gonna give him another shout out next episode earlier in the episode so more people hear that uh john let the let the people know where they can tap in with you brother hey john j-o-n w key rush on twitter and john rush on twitch love the support say hello and uh we love you it ain't a game it's a lifestyle from the kid you know uh, but seriously, guys, as, as always, man, thank you all for so continuously supporting us. Um, all the episodes have been averaging, you know, several thousand downloads. We appreciate you all jumping on this journey with us. Um, until next time, y'all, don't forget to dance out those kills, boast, those victory royales. Peace, y'all.